0: Welcome to the whirlwind. Welcome to the maelstrom. Welcome to the chaos that is the paradise paradox. I'd like to introduce this episode. It's an interview with my friend Carla Urbina talking about her creative process as a visual artist, a painter, and a drawer, and about the strange things that she gets involved in mentally. How her work is, how her creative process, something similar to Dali or how she just uses the chaos or randomness of her own mind, the misinterpretations of her own eye signals to come up with something new and interesting. So let's talk about that in a second. Remember to check her out on Instagram at CarlaTheMonster and also remember to check out my other project which is the Multiversity Project. You can check that out at multiversitypodcast.com. It's a podcast for higher dimensional learning. And we're talking about all kinds of things on there, different circuits to get activated in your mind, the mystical circuits hidden within your own consciousness and talking about psychopaths and also about
1: <laughs>
0: masculine feminine polarity and all kinds of things check that out, multiversitypodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it.
1: Carla Mariana Urbina, how are you?
2: Hi. Uh, super. super.
1: <laughs> Great. Amazing. So, wonderful. Tremendous. Fantastic. So we're going we're to talk about a few things because you're, you're working on some interesting projects. I want to talk to you about your art and your creative process and what it's like being an artist, trying to make money off your art, and uh, also about the business that you're starting. So all right. Yeah, cool. (laughs) So this is the thing like your on your Instagram, what is it, Carla the Monster on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh people can see your your drawings and your paintings on there. And a lot of them they're just kinda weird and (laughs) weird and fascinating and the things that I, I would never think to draw. So how do you come up with the ideas for these kinds of things?
2: Oh man. So I think a lot of it, I think the best stuff that I do or like the things that I really, really like or that have turned out like into bigger projects, uh, are stuff that I have come up with while I was, while I had like turned off my brain as much as I could. Um, where you just kind of like sit and start listening to music and you're just drawing or you're doodling or you're listening to somebody else talk or just put on like a podcast or a TV show as like background noise and just kind of let whatever come out, come out. And so I start drawing, making like these little doodles usually. And um, I'll stop once I have filled a page of just like little tiny scribbles and doodles sometimes it's just shapes occasionally it's like a face or like a random body part or whatever and then I'll grab one of those and be like oh this is cool I guess and then I'll take that and I'll try and like jumble it together on something else and um if it's not that I suppose like a lot of it is uh like a reflection I guess of myself which sounds pretty uh Is it like self-absorbed? But a lot of the things that I draw are things that like either I think of myself or things that I wish that I was.
1: Okay. I'm just looking at your Instagram now and it's got like this, one is this human being. It looks like they're being torn apart and inside you can kind of see that it's like cardboard or something like that. (laughs) And then another one is like, it's this uh, naked figure of a woman it looks like she has a kind of thimble on her head or instead of a head. And she's holding this giant dildo, which is strapped on. <laughs> she's wearing nothing but underwear. Uh, <laughs> so is that is that how you see yourself?
2: Well, I mean... See, the whole thing, The actually the blue one, the one that's like carved out and empty, I was kind of going through like this really weird, I think there was like a month last year where I was just like not not doing so well. Hmm. And so I just started drawing a bunch of like stuff in blue. Um, I have that one and I have another one that's also like a darker blue, but that one was my favorite and I finished that one first and that one's colored pencils. And I was just feeling, like, very, like, just, like, hollowed out. Like, a lot of the things in my life had been, like, taken a lot of uh, energy from me at that particular moment in time. So I figured I'd, like, draw that out. And um, I think the idea, I had drawn in, like, a little sketch at one point, And then I, I blew it up and I made it into, like, the, the big thing. I think it's, like, it's not too big. Probably, like, from... Like my chest to my face it's not a, it's not a huge drawing and um it's all prismacolors and the other one <laughs> the other one has a lot to do with like uh, this whole thing like like five or six years ago uh was when I originally drew, made that drawing um there was like this whole thing in Guadalajara about how there was going to be this huge meetup of like guys that were like super anti-feminist and blah 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 and i just kind of thought the whole thing was a little bit ridiculous and kind of funny and i was like man what are these guys like so terrified of like what is so (laughs) horrifying about like a like a strong lady or like a girl that doesn't like that's like thinks a little bit differently or looks like something else or Hmm. i don't know whatever all the things that they were thinking and i just thought i think the scariest thing for those guys is just like <laughs> a chick with a strap on that's gonna bend them over and stick <laughs> it in them.
1: <laughs> the way that your weird spiky head or the thimble on her head or whatever it's supposed to be—what <laughs> does that represent?
2: So it's like a helmet, and it's like it's supposed to be like um, iridescent. I don't think I have like the finished picture on that one, but um, yeah. it's like colored yeah. in to look like kind of iridescent. And um the whole thing is like. I was thinking about, like, sure, there's, like, this whole big feminist movement, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it's, like, lost a lot of focus. And there's still, like, a lot of women and girls and stuff that don't really have a voice. And I feel like mm-hmm. we're – we've focused on, like, this whole other thing that we end up kind of, like, hanging ourselves. Um,
1: right. So right. instead of, and, like, I don't know, hoping, like – People get caught up on petty issues, which maybe aren't – aren't really helping people that is that what you're saying
2: yeah or things that just things that are really silly or or maybe not silly like in the long run but i just feel like that's like not something to be making such a huge fuss over right now
1: yeah well i remember that uh there was the movement in Melbourne. There was Occupy Melbourne, and pe- people, you know, activists were coming out and they were trying to have this discussion about where the country was going politically and uh, how to improve things and what needs to change in culture. And uh, basically, this big open forum, nobody knew exactly where it was going. But the police shut it down. They kicked, They kicked people out of the square and everything. And in the coming months, they tried to make a resurgence in setting up tents in other parks and stuff and at one stage there were people wearing tents as if they were clothes it was, uh, it was a little strange and the police like tore the the tent off this woman she got uh well she was upset she was wearing nothing but underwear and under, under the tent and other people got upset and then they started to do this weird stuff in protest, like, "Hey, how could you take that tent off that woman? We're all going to dress like tents." And I was like, "Okay, you've become a laughing stock. You've just you've become your own parody." <laughs> so it was too easy for people not to take them seriously after that.
2: It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It is pretty unfortunate. Like just things get lost in like all this like loud screaming of people just shouting about things that are irrelevant or silly. Mm. And yeah. it's funny because the guy that I collaborated with who did the background on it. Um, so I had originally envisioned this, this lady, not in a strip club because I wasn't thinking like, Oh, this is a stripper. Like to me, it was just like a naked lady with a strap on. I just thought it was like a funny thing. And, um, this guy, like the first thing that came to his mind is, oh, clearly she's a stripper. So he did like this whole thing. And I think that, I think that was like really perfect for, for the same reason. That's just like people getting distracted by other stuff or you becoming like a mockery of the thing that you're supposed to be standing up for and things like that. So I really liked how it turned out in the end.
1: (laughs) So do you think that makes some commentary on what kind of strip clubs your friend went to?
2: <laughs> I have no idea what kind of strip clubs he's been going to. Pretty gnarly ones, from the look of it, I guess. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird here in Chile. You know, they uh, they don't call them strip clubs; they call them nightclubs. So you have to watch out. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, important yeah. distinction. <laughs> yes
1: yeah uh so you say you use colored pencils what what's your normal medium
2: uh well usually that that's it colored pencils that's my favorite i think it's the one that i i have the most like mastery over at, uh i guess you could say uh i just started using oils because i wanted to make stuff that's little bit more permanent because the thing with like colored pencils is after a while um like with light and stuff the colors do tend to fade quite a bit or they like rub off and things like that and i i I know you can like put like stuff over it but i just thought it would be nice to do stuff in like a like a more solid medium and also to, to do things that are a little bit more realistic and um more towards like painterly and artistic and less like illustration. Uh, not that I don't like illustration and I, I don't want to like get too far away from it because I, I love doing that too, but um, I also want to do like bigger, bigger things. And um, with color pencil, I guess you can do like pretty gigantic stuff, but man, it takes forever.
3: <laughs> mm.
1: Have you ever done illustration like of a book?
2: I haven't, but I want to right now I've just done the comic. Um, I think I'm going to keep, yeah, I I did the comic, but it was pretty short. It was like 11 pages and I did all of that one, um, digital. So, and I think I'm going to keep doing that one. Um, I'm not sure what the plan is with that. Uh, the guy that I was working with who wrote the, the story, uh, needs to like get back to me. And I think he's still working on some stuff uh but we're supposed to be working on that this year and it's supposed to be like 11 volumes of like this thing
1: that's cool what's the comic called
2: oh my god i can't remember right now
1: (laughs) you remember what it's about
2: yeah so it's like so it's these two girls and supposedly it's like this future where the sun has um like gone away like it's uh It's, like, exploded at this point. There's no no more sun in the sky. So the Earth has gone completely cold. And this is in a future where, I guess, the sun exploding didn't affect anything besides it just not being there. And um, so humans have, like, pretty much been eradicated. But the ones that were left have, like, certain mutations. And they've also used technology to, like, stay alive. And so these girls have like these, this like bioluminescent stuff all over their bodies because it's so dark and they have like implants and things like that. And the whole thing is like this, um, going to be their journey as they like emotionally and spiritually accept what has become of humanity and why they need to have like all these implants and things like that. Like it's supposed to be like this whole meta crazy thing. It's really cool. Um super fumado, but <laughs> super excited to get it, get that done.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh oh, about your about your process again. I do I remember once we were hanging out and you you saw something on my ceiling, like because this is uh plaster or whatever it was, the concrete or the the paint peeling or something like that, and you were like, hmm. I see something there and you started making a sketch and, uh, you could see like you, you could imagine these shapes as like two men or like a face and, or floating off into the distance or something, something strange like that. Is that a common thing that you do or?
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is the thing that like everybody does. Like, I don't think, hmm. well, I don't think it's like only me. Uh, if you ever just kind of stare at something long enough or like look at the, look at a weird shape in clouds or yes. I don't know if you're like sitting on the toilet and in front of you, the, you don't out your phone in the wall in front of you has a bunch of like speckles or something and you just start like drifting. Yeah. So also it helps that I don't have glasses. So everything's like a blurry smudge. If I'm not, well, if I wasn't wearing glasses that day.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay. So it's more open to interpretation. Yeah, I guess everybody has that experience of looking at clowns and imagining what they are, but I, th- I think artists don't necessarily use that. But I, I do remember reading about Dali's process, and he would he would sit in a the, in the bathroom like you're describing and kind of let, let his eyes go loose and maybe go a little cross-eyed or something, and because of the, the speckles on the tiles it would start to into play, and it would, you know, start to make something out there.
2: Yeah. Well, it's exactly like that, except, you know, I just have to take off my glasses and then just, you can just let your brain fill in all those extra pieces. Hmm. And, um, but it, it's the same thing that I was telling you like earlier, kind of like turning off a little bit hmm. and just kind of letting your mind wander. Um, yes. That's always when you do like the best stuff, because if you're focusing too hard on like a thing, it it makes it just a thousand times more difficult to actually finish uh, a project or a thing like a drawing or anything like that. Whenever I have to like sit and draw a specific thing that someone asked me for, it takes me three thousand times longer and it usually doesn't come out as good as it would have if I had just if I was just doing like my own weird shit.
1: Yes. Well, this is really interesting. This is actually it's one of the key themes in this book called Impro by Keith Johnson. So it's, it's a, a book about improvisational theatre, and he talks a lot about the, the creative process and how it's basically what you're saying about how if you try to nail things down and know exactly every step of the process it, or do things correctly, yeah even worse, then you're gonna run into a lot of problems. You're gonna like run out of inspiration. But if you're basically just playing around, just mucking around and seeing what works, that's when inspiration just comes all over the place.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then once you've kind of got like the initial sketch down, you can always go back and fix things. You can just like draw over them, paint over them, whatever. or do it again
3: yeah yeah yeah.
1: so sometimes i used to write songs by i would just freestyle lyrics for for like half an hour or something and record the whole thing and listen back and and i'd be like hmm that's something interesting that i said and you know it might not have even made sense but i could take it and turn it into something that made sense or was more evocative or, or something like that
2: yeah that, that's exactly i mean that's a lot of the thing that like i do now i try to like draw like a random thing or like i'll see i smudge in my notebook and i'll add like eyes to it or whatever <laughs> it is <there. laughs> you know, just, and that always that always works i feel like that's a really good way to to like push yourself creatively though i have been working on like uh, making things look Right. Like uh getting hmm. all the technical side of it down. I, I do um I did I take i took a course, I think, like started last year, uh just hmm. to kind of like refine some skills here and there, like practice anatomy. Every once in a while I'll do like they'll just draw a bunch of hands because I know or feet because those are always super hard and um hmm. uh I had like a teacher tell me once, um you have to know like how to create before you can destroy. So I, took, I really took that to heart. I was like, oh, I need to, like, get this perfectly right, and then I'm going to, like, do weird shit.
1: Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of like they say the rules are different for the master than the student, something like that. You have yeah. to know how to do things the right way before you can break all the rules.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you can, like, do – whatever you want, no matter what. But yeah. I just really wanted to to have that, like, as like a stepping stone for me or just to make my work better because I've been drawing since like forever. And really, since before, I, I could really say that I, I, I can't even really say that I've mastered like every, like, uh, making really amazing, like technical, like a perfect human drawing. I don't think I could do it. Hmm. now but i've gotten a lot better and i still do like all my other stuff and i feel like it also has given me more freedom Mm -hmm. because now the things it's like the things that i make look just more aesthetic than they did before
3: Mm.
1: so yeah i was going to ask you about that too actually you, you must have been going to school uh longer than that because you you were still you were already in school before I left Guadalajara or was that a different course
2: I what was i doing then when
1: it <laughs> was some kind of design course or something
2: yeah I was doing an illustration course
3: uh-huh.
2: um yeah I was doing an illustration course because I was like man my composition is shit I need to like work on this so i I did a an illustration course and also just to like find some skills, and then a friend of mine that I met at that course was like, "Oh, you should go to this school. It's super, super good." um So I got into the school, and then I, I was there for like a year, and then I was like, "I don't like, I don't like this," and so I left. I also got a fight with my one of my professors because he's being a dick. So I left, <laughs> and then <laughs> it's just there was just so many like like I work. Like uh, I guess it's my fault too, from like putting off like going to school or anything until I was like way older. So I'm like 24. I'm working like a 40-hour uh, a week job, and I'm going to this to these like classes, and like uh-huh. teachers will like not show up, or like will get there and uh, be like, oh well, just work on what you we were working on last week, and I'm like, I could have been home doing this. <laughs> you could have yeah. just like texted me. <laughs> yeah and I, I would have. Yeah. so i got frustrated with like things like that and um
1: now, I this is learn a some school really- you're paying for right it's not a private it's not a public school where they where they're getting paid by the government it's actually your money
2: no no this was a like the design course was a private uh like institution in anelkaf but yeah. the that was like a i guess like like a technical degree or whatever is a yeah. government school. It's el Cedar. So
3: I
1: okay. but they're, so they're then, both terrible in terms of teacher absence.
2: <laughs> not not Cav. Cav was really good. My teacher oh, at Cav okay. was really, really, really good. And um I really liked going to class with him, but it was only three months. And then the one the the one that I didn't like was that uh, was with IMBA. Though so a lot of people really like it. I think it's just me that like I was just no longer, I, I no longer had the patience to like really sit in a classroom environment. Like, yeah, it was getting like very, it was taking too much time out of my week and it was easier for me to just produce at my house, not to go home, draw and yeah. keep going.
1: Yeah. So, well, that's, that's a thing too. So do you think that for the majority of artists, maybe they just benefit from working on their own or do you think that, People can gain a lot from having a teacher and having more structure. Man,
2: I think it really varies from person to person. I mean, I've known yeah. some people that like, uh, you know, went to like amazing schools and they do amazing work and it worked really well for them. I've also heard of people that didn't go to school at all. they like, doesn't they don't like going to school and they don't like working with other people so they don't do that <laughs> <laughs> um i do like working with like other people um the course that i did right now was uh with like a friend of mine and um it was super cool really we just went to kind of like hang out and draw together and like get some extra tips and learn to oil paint because that's where I, something i didn't know
3: hmm.
2: um and that was really good because I got to meet a lot of people and I did like pick up some, some skills from like watching uh, some of the other artists that were there, um, in the studio. Cause there was like students. And then there was like people who were just artists and they hung out there. So I just kind of like sit around and watch them work or they'd come by and they'd be like, Oh, this is really good. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you missed like this little thing here. And I'd be like, Oh, well, thank you. So that was helpful to me. Hmm. But, um, I mean, this was something that took like, it was like two days a week. So it was easier for me to like go. It's not like they left me homework that I had to do. And and like, it was a very loose course. So we got to like hang out and drink. So (laughs) I was like, this is exactly the kind of school that I need. Thank you very much. Someone understands (laughs) (laughs) me. All
1: right. Well, (laughs) the universe provided (laughs)
3: perfect
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I guess you don't even remember the first time you picked up a pen or pencil and started drawing
2: uh no I mean according to my mom I've always drawn I was always one of those kids that like drew on walls um like pissed off my mom a lot for that and or drew on desks or drew on the sides of notebooks so it's just like a thing that i did and i do remember the first class i took um i was it was in school i was in uh like middle school and so they like force you to take like elective courses Hmm. so obviously i picked like art and theater because you know those were the ones that were most interesting to me
1: and
2: yeah. this is in, um, in Plano, I, Texas. Yeah, this is in Texas. And I did like theater, but I liked art more. So I kept on doing that. And then then I came to uh, Guadalajara and then I kept like trying to look for ways to, to draw or like a class or like I'd buy stuff and I'd just sit around. And so I guess I've like always done this really.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: you know, sometimes people say this thing about writers. They say, if you don't write every day, like if you're not compelled to write every day, then you should just give up. <laughs> That's kind of what the mentality is sometimes. Uh, I don't I don't really agree with that, but uh, do you feel like you are compelled to draw every day?
2: I mean, God, like, there are days where I'm like, man, I wish I was drawing, but I can't. I like, don't have time, or like, yeah. I'm just com- just exhausted. Like, my brain is completely killed. I think like mm-hmm. the worst time that I went through that was with like teleperformance because I was just. It's like a job that really like sucks the life out of you. So like the call center type jobs. Yeah. And you just don't even want to like. You just like get home and shut it off and you just turn on the tv and block. but uh right now i've been drawing a lot so i haven't posted anything on my instagram in like a couple of weeks but because the drawings i've been making have been for existing for for the other thing and um yeah okay we do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool so how is it going in terms of getting recognition or get or or getting monetary success or anything like that? Like you've had at, at least one exhibition.
2: So now I've done a few, I think, yeah. where am I at? I'm at like five now. Um, yeah, a couple I did with the school that I was going to, so that was great. And then a couple more I did with this group of artists that, I'm, that I was going to like this uh, studio with. And uh, they started, like, inviting me to do stuff and, like, to their, like, collectives and just all the shit that they're doing. They've been like, hey, you should come by. And I'd be like, oh, okay, great. So I brought – the last one I did was in February. It was February 14th, actually, because the whole thing was, like, erotic art. And so I took, like, the lady with the big dildo. And
3: <laughs> –
1: Is would <that>, is, <laughs> did they class that as erotic or you just kind of figured it fits in? <laughs>
2: I figured it would work. I figured nobody would notice. <laughs> it, it works. And I mean, so I, I yeah,
3: did that one. definitely provocative. And,
2: yeah. And there's like a bunch of like weird stuff. I think like one of the favorites of that show was uh, someone drew like this chick that was just like getting fucked by a fly. And that was bizarre. <laughs> that was really cool. It's just
1: like the movie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was really it was, it was like a super creepy drawing. I really liked it. I think that one sold, and before that, I did another one. But on that one, I took more drawings, but only prints sold. This one, I didn't sell anything because, uh, well, the the drawing we were selling it, I think, for like twelve thousand pesos. Hmm. That's what it, we decided like on.
1: hundred US dollars.
2: Yeah. It's not super expensive, but, you know, it was, like a lot of times it's, it's hard to like sell stuff at, um, at shows and, and whatnot. Uh, then they invited me to another one, but I didn't have any new work to take to that one. So I wasn't able to do it. And I didn't have any time to finish any new work. But so recognition is <laughs> difficult. Hmm. <laughs> it's really really hard um hmm. i guess now with like instagram and and all that stuff but it it kind of feels like pouring yourself out a little bit and you have to be like every day you have to be posting and you have to put up stories and show people all the stuff that you're working on and sometimes like sometimes the stuff that i draw is just it's shitty and i don't want to share it with anyone yeah. and uh, so i don't feel like posting something on Instagram every single day just to like gain followers. I I rather just post things that I really like or that I'm working on at the moment. And if people follow me, well, cool. If they don't, well, that's fine too.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Eventually maybe.
1: Sure. Well, that's something I wonder about sometimes. Like once you get to a certain level of skill in something, and even just the, the the doodle or the the sketch or the you know the throwaway verse or whatever is such a high level compared to regular people that they'll probably be blown away and be like,
3: "Whoa, she
1: created this just for just for a laugh." <laughs> uh, and it's hard to tell, you know, when you when you're talented at something, it's hard to tell what people will really appreciate.
2: I mean, I guess I just feel like I feel like I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm like, hang on a minute. I still have I feel like I still have a lot of work to do and um I see like I guess I follow a lot of like some pretty like hardcore artists. I think one of my favorites is this guy, uh I think his like Instagram handle is Kim Kim Jungus. Like um he's a That's like Kim a cartoonist who does like hmm?
1: Kim <laughs> Jung, brother. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> this guy's like an illustrator. He's super, uh, super fucking good. Like, the man just... just All his stuff is, I guess, like doodling but they're hmm. ridiculously good pieces and they're huge and he just uses like a, like a brush pen and he doesn't need to like make any sort of sketch or anything first and he'll throw out these like amazing perspectives and like people on motorcycles and doing like crazy stuff and just like animals being weird like his stuff is ridiculous i'll send you um his instagram later um yeah. but i love his work and i always like look at like people like that and i'm like oh i need to work harder they're ridiculous yeah yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. well i do remember like first time i went to an mc battle in newcastle i said to one of the guys this, this fellow mc gypsy because i've seen him uh, in a battle and and I was like, "Well, you know, I came down. I wanted to see what the skill level was like, and you know, if I could p- compete." And He was like, "Well, listen, man, there's always going to be someone better. It's probably going to be someone worse as well. So <laughs> why not just try it? Like, put, <laughs> put yourself out there." I think he was right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I am putting myself out there, but I'm very tentatively yeah. doing it. It's just like <laughs> testing the waters um but I, I am trying to like do more shows and hang out with more people that do stuff and just like try and pick up stuff from them and be around the right people because a lot of this is really being around the right people i i was hanging out with a group of people that really didn't have anything to do with the art which is fine because they're amazing and i love my friends yeah. uh, but the, i also needed to make friends that are in this and that know like, oh, there's a gallery show coming up or, oh, this person will buy your stuff or, oh, come hang out mm. with me. Let's do this thing. Mm. Cause it's really hard to, to like put that stuff up on your own. Um, I know that there are people that like do everything by themselves, but I am not one of those people. I definitely like having like, a, uh, what is it? Network. Like a, yeah, like a network of people that I can like turn to and get some help from and advice. And yeah. uh, because there's always someone better than you. And I always like being around people that are better than me at, at stuff so I can like soak up information from them.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow, that's really cool. It's good that you're building that kind of network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about uh, the business that you're starting?
2: Ah, yeah. So this is this is just starting. It's a baby. It's a baby business. Um, <laughs> me and a friend, uh, who lives in in Monterrey. He um, is a very very good friend of mine from a couple of years back. I think actually from around the time that I met you, because I met him at the the first uh like the the yet at Kev, and uh, we. Just got along really well. And then he moved to Monterrey and I hadn't seen him. And he was like, hey, you want to start this business? Like we could totally like launch a streetwear line. And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) So I think we started like in December, uh, just like put together a business plan and get together and start doing like illustrations for this. And the whole idea is we're going to do like a streetwear line. We're just starting with shirts right now. But eventually, fingers crossed, it's going to be, you know, jackets, hoodies, bombers, truckers, shoes, even if if possible. Um, so, but that, that is just starting and it's going to be Existing is Hard. And um, we, we're just on Instagram right now. So we have like, we're doing like a soft launch. Mm-hmm. And Sorry,
1: Existing is Hard. That's the brand name.
2: That's the brand name. Existing is Hard. Cool. Just to and, just uh, to Inst- Yeah. Yeah. The the Instagram is uh at existing is underscore. But um hopefully uh, I'm in charge of putting together a website, so I, I gotta do that like this week hmm. and uh get the store together and do all that stuff. But the whole idea behind it is just like well me and my friend, me and my buddy we're we're both kind of um, the word what's a nice way of putting it, of putting it? oh tumultuous okay we, we get ourselves into a lot of shit and uh we've always been like what is it okay like we have like a little bit of like dark humor and uh uh-huh. we kind of at life and like a like oh like why am I still here <laughs> but um God, I'm so tired. And so we just were like thinking about this and just kind of like, you know, bullshitting at each other. And we thought it would be funny to like put some of this stuff on shirts. And that's kind of how the whole thing started.
1: Okay. Awesome.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be awesome. Wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm really glad that you're uh, trying things out and starting a business and everything.
2: I, I hope it does well. This is like the first time I've ever tried to do anything like this. I've um never had never run a business before. He has, so that's at least he has like some know-how, but I'm going into this like blind. And um I'm trying to like learn as much as possible too. I've been like just looking at uh, other brands and YouTubers that do stuff like this and seeing what they do and what it is that we're gonna need to like collect and where we're gonna do sales, where we're gonna, how we're gonna make sales, how we're gonna move all this stuff, and yeah, like invest in all this. I'm really, really excited. I'm also terrified, but I'm very excited.
1: <laughs> mm. So, do you already have, or do you have some idea of how to distribute them, or do you have some retailers that are looking at into it, or anything like that?
2: Right now, we're just gonna do uh, over our own website. And uh, but the idea is to start with like really small like local retailers like at skate mm. shops and um, tattoo shops because that's really like where our market is It's, like street kids like you know skateboarders hanging out people who like to drink guamas on the street like that that's that's where we're we're at <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh,
1: <laughs> but there's a lot of cool t shirt shops in Guadalajara a lot a lot of them. And so yeah, some of them are like more hippie, some more skater, some more cholo. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah,
2: and uh, the thing that we're hoping sets us apart is that a lot of these uh, places are really small, mm. and they don't really put too much into their marketing or things like that. And we, well, my friend studied marketing and like public relations and all of that stuff, so our like big hit is going to be like trying to make it into something viral mm-hmm. and uh like posting stickers and instagramming as much as possible and getting our friends to and having that kind of like snowball um we really just put up the instagram account like a week ago so so far it's going okay uh we got our stickers printed and we're going to start like hopefully you'll start seeing that come up on like my Instagram and like maybe other people's Instagrams that you're following us and um, putting that up in bars in Guadalajara and like and Monterrey because he's over there mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes
1: yeah so where do you see the project being in like a year oh
2: my god in like a year <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'll be like I put so, put so much pressure on you but <laughs> you know I guess you're going <laughs> to think about this <laughs>
2: Gosh, well hopefully it's so the best case scenario. In a year. Best case scenario, hopefully we have at least like one major little shops in um, to like start selling our stuff would be amazing. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do that in a year, but that would be like a really big springboard into the next step. Yeah. But yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm very excited. I'm I, I'm terribly nervous. Uh so it's it's we're trying very hard and I'm putting like a lot of blood, sweat and tears into this. And um, we like literally just finished buying everything that we needed to get to actually like put out product. Hmm. so you'll see that soon too We we need to take some we're gonna do like a photo shoot soon and we're still gonna do like a little bit of marketing and hopefully it'll go well
1: are you gonna be the model
2: i am not gonna be the model <laughs> <laughs> i
1: <laughs> why not
2: <laughs> i uh i don't know i don't feel like i don't like being on camera
3: <laughs> okay
2: i yeah it's not like my my thing we're gonna get some like little tiny like little models and like some and also it's mostly guy clothing so Uh
3: um
2: we're trying to find some like some uh, guy models to do this and that have kind of like the look that we're going for so Uh
3: uh-huh yeah it's a lot harder to
2: find guy models than girl models though (laughs) uh but and he just moved over there so we're still trying to like get contacts and things in in Monterrey and um i'm trying to like run everything on this side it's been a little bit difficult cuz we're so far away from each other and i think it's like it can both be something that's like a strong point cuz we have two places that we can easily sell mm and get merchandise to but at the same time like if you're trying to coordinate stuff and do everything over skype calls and some some things like need to be like physically done and i keep having to. like i just went over there and i had just been in february and then i went back right now i, I came back yesterday so it's mm. very it's been very expensive
1: <laughs> yeah i was just thinking actually i, I know someone in monterey and he's a uh, He's an entrepreneur. His name is Umberto Quintanilla, and I we did a, an interview with him years ago. He was working on this project with the Bitcoin stuff, but I wonder if he, he would uh, have any tips for you. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, maybe. Any tips would be great. I, <laughs> any, <laughs> any Anything we can get would be fantastic. Yeah. Um,
1: he might, uh, he might know some entrepreneur meetups in Monterey
2: or something. Oh yeah, that would be great. Be great for, for me to get on, uh, to go there. He's also, it's actually his second business. He's also just started a, a like, um, like a marketing firm, um, as well. So he's, he's really got his hands full over there and he's trying to get that up and running too. And, um, And I'm over here like working. So we really have our time split. Um, But the, like the other company is doing the marketing company is like technically working for existing it for existing is hard. And um, those two things are going to be like taking each other up. It should be, it'll be good, but he does have his hands pretty full. It's, it's, just the, to the two of us, really, and and another uh, friend over there who's doing more stuff for, for uh, Rooster Media, hmm. his other company. Uh, so, but yeah, those are the. It's just started. We're barely picking this up off the ground, and we'll see how it goes.
3: Awesome, cool. <laughs> All
1: right, uh, yeah. I'm kind of out of questions. So, is there anything else you want to say about art or about business or? Anything.
2: I don't know. <laughs> this is the longest I've talked in a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're being cooped up in your room doodly. I
2: mean, I've been cooped up in my room. I, I haven't done much um uh, no well, except work. But I, I guess I don't know. I just whatever it is that anybody does any time, just put as much effort as you can into it. Eventually things will work out.
1: Yeah. Great. <laughs> well cool thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming uh uh on the show with me and thanks for well i remember when you told me that you had that first exhibition and i i've got i got so excited because i <laughs> I wanted you know i love your artwork and everything i love you know i put some of the you, know, you the ones you gave me i still had them hanging in my uh apartment in guadalajara for ages and uh i was just uh yeah so happy that you took it to another level and you and still happy that you keep going with it so
3: good for you
2: <laughs> thanks, kurt. uh hey. thank you so much for i don't know like thinking of me for interviewing i i didn't nobody's you know i didn't realize i had like stuff to talk about
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it seems like <laughs> you do
2: <laughs> thanks kurt
0: Thanks for coming along. Remember to check out Carla the Monster on Instagram. I'll put the link in the description for all you crazy weird art fiends out there in the scene who want to get your teeth green, if you know what I mean. That doesn't make any sense. But check that out, at Carla the Monster on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Stay cool. Stay creative. Stay grateful.